The Lord be with you. And also with you. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Alleluia. We welcome you to this service of ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered for our gathered congregation here in Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. On this first Sunday of the month, we come singing the tunes Charles Wesley's great hymn, Unite the Pair So Long Disjoined, Learning and Vital Piety, Knowledge and Holiness Combine, and Truth and Love for All to See. We welcome all of whatever background, orientation, race, religion, or creed to receive communion this day. Should you desire communion in the home, you may request such by telephoning the, the chapel office. We welcome you to affiliate with Marsh Chapel today by signing the red pad so. We welcome you to begin the practice of discipline giving or tithing. We welcome you to join us for fellowship and a dish to pass luncheon in the Marsh Chapel Hall's following service this day, but especially with our own Marsh Chapel Inner Strength Gospel Choir and our Sanctuary Choir and our gathered congregation, we welcome you to stand and sing the praises of God in this hour. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
Together may we pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who in the Paschal mystery established the new covenant of reconciliation, grant that all who have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body may show forth in their lives what they profess by their faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 5, verses 27 through 32. When they had brought them, they had them stand before the council. The high priest questioned them, saying, We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you are determined to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior, that he might give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
lesson from the Revelation to St. John, chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. John to the seven churches that are in Asia. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood, and made us to be a kingdom, priests serving his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And on his account, all the tribes of the earth will wail. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in reading responsibly verses from Psalm 118, 14 through 29, with the antiphon. is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. There are glad songs of victory in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does value. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live. Recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has punished me severely, but he did not give me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you for the answer me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who came, comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever.
please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. Glory to you, O Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them, and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. 
Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in, the, in this book. But these are written, so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Please be seated. My Lord and my God, Easter offers us the experience of, of gracious allegiance and resurrected reverence. My Lord, and my God. Our scriptures echo this moment on the lips of doubting Thomas. So David sings of strength and might, Lord and God. David, whose psalms we should know, blessed is the one who walks not. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help 
in trouble. Sing to the Lord a new song. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the lands. I lift up mine eyes to the hill from whence does my help come. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Lord and God, strength and might. The book of Acts names Jesus leader and savior. Acts that gives the account of the emergence of the early church. Both Peter and Paul, both Jew and Gentile, both religious and secular, both habitual and spiritual. More on that in a moment, leader and savior. St. John the Divine in the Apocalypse names him Alpha, the first letter in the Greek alphabet, and Omega, the last letter in the Greek alphabet. My Lord and my God. John is so different. We have yet to allow John to be as fully different as we ought, as we might, as we should, could, and will. Matthew, Mark, and Luke say various things, and then along comes John with four resurrection accounts in this 20th chapter, two about absence and two about presence. And here is Thomas, you remember him? No, you don't, because he wasn't in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, was he? Where did he come from? A favorite, favorite among those who walk the back roads of religious life, who are on the outskirts of the community of faith, who are listening in Newburyport, walking on the beach with an iPod, Far away, but not so far away. That is, our people, our constituents. Thomas, favorite among the heterodox and the Gnostic, the twin. Doubting Thomas, upon whose lips the whole majestic theme of the gospel is placed. My Lord, that worked well enough in the early second century. My God, emerging from Judaism, not so well. That charge of Ditheism stayed with Christianity. Thomas, who gives us the opening, the aperture to an experience of gracious allegiance and an experience of resurrected reverence in that fourth strange, ethereal, spiritual, so different gospel. Sooner or later, you will come to a form of allegiance. May it be, we pray, though, not one of those in which the many lesser loyalties occlude and eclipse the one great loyalty. Jesus Christ commands allegiance. Jesus Christ offers a resurrected reverence. In him, we are drawn to allegiance. In him, we are aspired, inspired to reverence. We are, that is, pilgrims, not tourists. Moses and the children of Israel did not wander the Sinai for 40 years, taking the equivalent of photographs, drawings. They were on a journey. They were pilgrims, a pilgrim people. You are a pilgrim people. We're desiring to involve you in your service. You may speak today to Rachel Cape. Is she here? Good. 
she's here. You may speak to her, our staff coordinator, our director of hospitality. She, a Californian, non-Methodist, terrier, and soprano. And she will engage you in a form of pilgrim service. We are a, a pilgrim people. Our Inner Strength Gospel Choir, after 40 years, is with us today. Herb Jones, our fine colleague and director, has brought them along and brought them here today. I understand you're having a 40th anniversary celebration concert. Is that right, Herb? April 27th, 7 p.m. Tickets still available? May we come? Out of a time of challenge and turmoil, the Inner Strength Gospel Choir emerged. Brenda, is this not so? 40 years ago. I think of April 4th, 1968, 45 years since Martin Luther King died, no was killed, no was murdered. And I think of that evening and Robert Francis Kennedy descending the tarmac in Indianapolis and greeting a crowd who didn't know the news and giving the news, then saying, among other things, those of you who are tempted to vengeance and violence I can understand. I had a brother. He too was killed. But what we need in this country, you can, as we say today, Google it. What we need in this country is not vengeance and violence and difference, but love and compassion and wisdom to combine them. Sometime you will bend the knee of allegiance somewhere. May it be, though, not to one of the lesser loyalties among us, but to that one great Thomas Word shining Lord who commands us to allegiance in the kingdom of love. We are pilgrims. We are pilgrims together on a journey, and we are finding our way to allegiance. Some of us are habitual. Some of us are spiritual. Some of us are habitual. We rise in the morning for early grace. We read during the day. We celebrate the meal with a prayer. We end the day with a devotion. We come to public worship on Sunday. Good for you, habitual. Some of us are in our allegiance spiritual. We're not so disciplined, but we take life as it comes. We sing the 59th Street Bridge song. We receive each day as a gift. We enter with grace and forgiveness and love every hour. We walk the back roads. Some of us are Peter, some of us are Paul, and both are good. But if you are habitual, may you be or become spiritually habitual. So sing in the choir, pray in the pew. Listen as Holly Bensonhaver Redford celebrates the Eucharist, she who guides prayer before worship every week in this nave. But do so with a little pinch of salt, if you will, a little love, a little joy, a little peace, a little smile, so that others can see it. And those of us who are not so habitual but more spiritual, may we be habitually spiritual. May we recognize the ways that our moments of spirituality heed, help, or impede others. That is, if we're going to take the day and serve 
in a kitchen providing meals for those who need them, then let us do so with an earnest rigor and vigor. If we are going to wait each day in the Spirit for the prompting of the Spirit of the Lord, wherein there is freedom, then let us do so with rigor. Let us give with generosity and discipline that is habitual spirituality. That those who are habitual be spiritually habitual. That those who are spiritual be habitually spiritual as well. Thomas names him, he who calls us, commands us to a form of allegiance. Somewhere, sometime, you will bend the knee in allegiance. I pledge allegiance to. The question is whether it will be to some lesser loyalty or to this one of whom the gospel says these things are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. He calls us to the experience of allegiance. He calls us to the experience of reverence. Likewise, you will find a way to devotion, whether it is public or private, a way to an experience of the divine. Maybe it will take a week of prayer. It could be so. You might take Monday, that is, in prayer and visit a prison. Just sit in the outskirts and listen. Recognize that every culprit is also a victim. You might on Tuesday go to a hospital and be reminded, especially the younger among us, what a gift health is when you have it. You might go to a school on the third day of prayer. Not a great university, but maybe a small and challenged urban school that has need of your gifts and listen for the voices of young people emerging over against a great sea storm of nonchalance around them. You might on the fourth day go to a unit, a psychiatric unit, hear the voices of those mad folk, those sentinels at the edge of our experience who are telling us something just like your dreams last night were telling you something, and what are they saying, among other things? As Dave Brubeck put it, it's later than you think. We might find a way to reverence. Come Wednesday in the evening here. Come Thursday on the plaza here. Come Sunday morning and the prayerful preparation for worship here. And come today for our reception of the gift of Christ in bread and at table. A Sunday morning word begins with these two great Greek terms, kyrios theos, Lord and God. Here we are offered in bread and cup the experience of gracious allegiance, the experience of resurrected reverence, and there in those two, in strength and might, in leader and savior, in alpha and omega, in Lord and God, we are offered the frame of real life, of loving life, of healthy, saving, happy, healing life. 
Beloved, as we celebrate this Easter, and we do so receiving the gifts. This isn't Lent. We had our Lent. We disciplined ourselves. You can't live in Lent forever. The gospel isn't Lent. It's Easter. We shall live with those who are not tourists but pilgrims and enjoying the gifts, the Easter gifts, the promise and hope gifts of acceptance, of forgiveness, of partnership, and of love. So especially, especially you earnest young people, leave this place with salt and light. Be happy, stay happy. Be confident, stay confident. Be open and welcoming and stay so and recall the ringing terms in which this fourth greatest gospel ends. My Lord and my God. Please be seated. 
We greet you once again here in the nave of Marsh Chapel and hope you will participate in our ritual of friendship this week by putting your name and contact information found in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know one another better throughout the coming week. We note that this coming Sunday, uh, the Marsh Chapel Choir in the service will be singing the third part of Handel's Messiah. The first part is Christmas, the second part is Holy Week, the third part is Easter. They will be offering part three in the service at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. As we do with our Bach series, we will be offering uh, not the Bach experience, but the Handel experience at 9.45 next Sunday morning here in the nave. Come join us for a half hour uh, of time with Scott and the choir to learn a bit about the third part of the Messiah and then to have breakfast uh, downstairs. The entirety of Handel's Messiah will be performed the following Friday right here in the nave more in the evening. More information on that available on the chapel website and in the term book. We do hope that some of you may join us on Wednesday evening in the back court at the George Sherman Union for the Interfaith Fair sponsored by the Interfaith Council. Again, more information about that on the Marsh Chapel website. We bear special greetings this morning to the Inner Strength Gospel Choir uh, celebrating their 40th anniversary season and particularly to their director, Mr. Herbert S. Jones, who serves not only as their director but also wrote the text and music of the first anthem this morning. As we move now into our offertory, we would invite you to meditate on the Inner Strength Gospel Choir's singing of Revelation 12, verse 11, entitled Testify by Edwin R. Hawkins. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
one, pour out your blessing on the gifts of this gathered people, that in the humble sharing of our abundance, abilities, and presence, the world may know of your love and healing mercy. Amen. We gather in God's name and claim Christ's promised presence around the table of communion. Come with hope or hesitation. Come with joy or yearning. All who hunger, all who thirst for life in all its fullness, not out of dread or fear, but believing God is faithful to forgive. Let us hand to God's mercy what we need carry no longer. Holy God, maker of all, have mercy on us. Jesus Christ, servant of the poor, have mercy on us. Holy Spirit, breath of life, have mercy on us. Let us in silence confess our faults and admit our frailty. Before God and the people of God, I confess to my brokenness, to the ways I wound my life, the lives of others, and the life of the world. May God forgive you, Christ renew you, and the Spirit enable you to grow in love. Amen. Before God and the people of God, we confess to our brokenness, to the ways we wound our lives, the lives of others, and the life of the world. May God forgive you, Christ renew you, and the Spirit enable you to grow in love. Amen. The peace of Jesus Christ be with you always. And also with you. Let us share the peace of Christ with one another. Peace. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift, we lift them, them up, up to the Lord. Lord. Let us give thanks to our God. It is, it is right, right to give our thanks and praise. We offer you praise, Holy One, with hearts lifted high. For in the communion of your love, Christ comes close to us, and we come close to Christ. Therefore, with the whole realm of nature around us, with earth, sea, and sky, we sing to you with the angels of light who envelop you in the host of heaven, with all the saints before and beside us, with sisters and brothers east, west, south, and north, we sing to you, and with our loved ones separate from us now, who yet in this mystery are close to us, we join in the song of your unending greatness.
On that night, gathered round a table to share a meal, Jesus took bread and giving thanks, broke it, saying to all those gathered, take and eat. This is my body, which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God, God for the broken bread. After supper, he also took a cup of wine and giving thanks, he gave it to them and said, drink deeply, all of you. This is my life, the new covenant, which pours forth for you. Thanks be to God for the cup. Thanks be to God for the life, death, and resurrection of our beloved Jesus Christ. Thanks, Thanks be to God, God for the table of communion. Hear us, O Christ, and breathe your spirit upon us and upon this bread and wine. May they become for you, us your body, bright, vibrant with your life, healing, renewing, and making us whole, that we may move into your world, healing, renewing, and nurturing wholeness. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray the prayer our Jesus taught us in the languages of our first learning. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Look, here is Christ come to us in bread and wine, the gifts of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God.
for bread and wine this place and this time. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. For the peace we are promised and seek to embody in Christ's hands, feet, and voice in the world. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. For the spirit moving among us and within us, above us, below us, behind us, before us, clearing away our complacency as rushing wind, washing us in baptismal waters, and kindling us to embody the story of divine love as fire and dove, passion and compassion. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, beloved, as we prepare to receive a word of benediction, consider, if you will, the possibility following the postlude, this is a may, not a must, but that you might extend your hand of fellowship to someone near you in the pew whom you do not yet know, whose name you have not yet learned, and in those two or three minutes may witness to the peace and love and grace of Christ. May the sun show warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes, God's hand to you. The blessing of God Almighty, creator, redeemer, and sustainer be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen.